Good evening and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, the complete guide to complementary and alternative therapies. And tonight our topic is crystal bowl therapy. And our special guest is Amara, owner of Wisdom Light Bowls. Amara has also been a practicing and teaching Usuri Reiki master for a dozen years, a gifted business consultant for more than 20 years, and she is recognized as one of the top 100 psychics in America. Amara was even featured in the January 2001 issue of U.S. News & World Report for her work with corporations and businesses. Good evening, Amara. Good evening, Alan. Healing sounds have been used in many parts of the world since ancient times, haven't they? Absolutely. Sound is the oldest form of communication that we have. In the beginning, there was the word. And this tradition, this belief system from the Bible, transcends all religious cultures. Most and many creation theories of life on this planet, the beginning of humanity, begins with a creation myth about sound, breath, life being breathed into by the word or by sound as the initiation of life by the creator or by the creative divine force of the universe. And from that moment on, it has been used throughout history and across all cultural boundaries and on all continents as a method for healing, for relaxation, and simply for enjoyment and improvement of life on the planet. Don't the different bowl sizes produce different sounds that correspond to the different energy centers known as chakras? The crystal bowls, yes, come in a wide range of sizes. However, the size does not determine what the chakra is, although erroneously that has been published in a variety of books. It is the musical note that determines the correspondence with the chakra. So, for example, all bowls are made of pure quartz crystal, at least ours are, and they are therefore going to resonate with any part of your body. And any bowl will entrain you into a more relaxed state. They will slow the brain waves down into alpha state. But each bowl has a different musical note, and each musical note corresponds with the different chakra of the body. So you might have a bowl that resonates with the heart chakra that is an 8-inch, a 10-inch, an 18-inch, or a 14-inch size, just as you might have a bowl that resonates with the sacral or second chakra that is a 12-inch or an 18-inch size. And each of those notes can come in different octaves. The larger the bowl, typically the deeper or the lower the octave. And the smaller the bowl, typically the higher the octave. But that's not always true. Uh, with good quality bowls, you can get a lower octave with a 10-inch bowl that is exactly the same as a 16-inch bowl. Why are they called singing bowls? I know that's another term that's used for them. They're called singing bowls because they sing, because <laughs> they make a musical note sound, because they create a song, if you will. When you hit or strike the bowl with a mallet or what we call a striker or some people call a wand, it produces a musical note or sound, and so we call it singing, particularly since not just by striking the bowl do you create a chiming sound, but by dragging the striker around the bowl in a circular motion, you create this resonation of sound and vibration that emanates and grows like a pebble creates ripples on the pond that you can feel in your body and in the room 
as you sit near a bowl that is played. So you strike it, it creates a singular sound, a singular chime, but as you resonate the bowl, it creates a a lingering vibration. If people are familiar with the traditional Tibetan singing bowls made out of a metal alloy, then they will be familiar with what we talk about when we talk about a resonation of sound that seems to hang in the air. How does sound vibration help in healing? Sound vibration works on the principle of resonance. Science has researched that something that is of a strong vibration can dominate something that is of a weaker vibration. Accordingly, something that is of a healthier vibration can dominate or overpower something of an unhealthy vibration. The quartz bowls are made out of pure quartz crystal. Our bowls are 99.9875% quartz crystal. The body is a liquid crystalline matrix. When you play the bowl, the sound wave literally creates a massage, if you will, of the molecular structure of your body. So we think of our bodies as solid, but actually we're just a grouping, hopefully in an organized way, of atoms and cells all forming this person's individual body shape. But if you think really of our bodies as individual atomic structure and individual vibrating cells, then it's easier to understand how one vibration coming from the sound of a bowl could affect the vibration of all of your cells of your body. Therefore, if you're playing a beautiful harmonic vibration, a clean and healthy vibration of pure quartz and sound, this will resonate to your body and just as sand will kind of take a natural balanced shape, if you shake sand on a, on a plate that has been perhaps misshapen, so will your body resonate into place, if you will. A very crude and layman's explanation for what science is researching more every day. Scientists around the world are discovering things and effects and ways of working with sound and how it does what it does in ways that we never understood before, except through religious or ceremonial practice. Because there seems to be a lot of different theories floating around. One school of thought is that it's actually just the vibration, as you said, you know, banging against our vibrations and our bodies to harmonize it. There are others that are looking at it as a wave phenomena, that it's a harmonic with our tone. So there's a lot of different schools of thought on it. And those aren't aren't dissimilar when you get down to the essence of it. And if you tie that together with the concept of resonance and the wave of vibration connecting to the wave or the grouping of cells that it hits, such as your body, such as a plant, such as a room, I think it's all interconnected. And there are several other therapies that involve sound therapy. I'm thinking primarily of auditory intervention technique for for ADHD, which is all based on... And that's a good example because we, we've used and seen the bulls work very, very well with children with learning disabilities and children with autism, children with ADHD. It calms them down. It centers them. It balances them. It seems to put them into a place of relaxation beyond soothing them emotionally, but a place where they seem to be able to feel themselves more clearly, to think more clearly and less frenetically. I have a a fun story about a client whose husband was a professional musician with a well-known band in the 70s, and for him, she bought a a bowl, one of our bowls, put it next to their baby grand piano in their living room, thinking just he would enjoy it. 
she had adolescent son at the time, and she said she was thrilled the first time she discovered this and loved it every time thereafter when she would come home, and her son and his adolescent friends will be sitting and playing the crystal bowl instead of their video games as previously done. And there was something very attractive and magnetic to the boys from the bowl, and she said the effect on their moods and on their activities was very positive. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. Are there any other new therapies using crystal bowls? You can apply the bowls to many different modalities, and you can use them in combination with other modalities. There are symphony orchestras around the world and the country that have the bowls. There are rock bands that have the bowls. There are massage therapists that use the bowls in conjunction with their physical bodily therapy as a way to relax the client first and then to bring them back afterwards. People that make flower essences, gem elixirs, herbal mixes will use the bowls as a pure quartz medium in which to make their bowls, as well as to imbue their essence or their elixirs with sound and with vibrational therapy. The bowls themselves obviously can be used alone. I use the bowls in conjunction with Reiki therapy and Reiki practice, and I find that it seems to magnify, intensify, and accelerate the power of the Reiki at least two to threefold. They've been used in all manner of physical symptomology and complement to two allopathic medical treatments as well. The same concept is being used in physical therapy offices where many people today will go get ultrasound by a physical therapist. It's the same concept. We're just using kind of an old-fashioned way, if you will, uh, with a, a simpler machine, a bowl. So in other words, there are a lot of different people that use crystal bowls today. A lot of different people, psychologists to chiropractors to vision therapists to veterinarians for a veterinary hospital that specializes in uh, terminally ill folks. We've sold bowls to churches that use them in their services, to yoga centers. I mentioned massage therapists, to schools for the learning disabled or children with special needs, and, and to the performing artists, opera singers as well as rock stars as well as, as symphonies. The other beauty about the bowls is that it is a bowl. It is the ultimate chalice, the ultimate grail, the womb, the symbol of the divine feminine, which represents bringing forth healing and energy uh, through gentleness. I think that's another reason people resonate with the bowls, pun intended, is that (laughs) they do have this beautiful subconscious subliminal message of beauty and nurturing and healing. To play the bowl is a circular motion on top of the fact that the bowl is circular with a stick that is representative of the masculine. Just as in Tibet, they use the bowls and the bells and the dorje to represent the masculine and the feminine. Just as in all traditional colors, the meeting of the striker or the wand with a bowl or a drum is bringing together the male and the female in perfect union in the act of creation So does the bowl create new life, new energy, clearing, cleanliness. And I I think that 
helps. It's an instrument that anybody can play without any musical training or knowledge whatsoever. What are some of the differences in the different types of crystal bowls, and why does it make a difference? I always tell people to choose according to what you feel attracted to. Try to leave logic out of it. Remember the bowls are quartz, and like any crystal or gem, allow yourself to be attracted to it. They seem to call to people. People hear them, and they're entranced or they're not. And when they are, they simply seem to know exactly what they need. The traditional original bowl is in what we call an opaque bowl. It looks like uh, kind of a milky white color. It is actually pure quartz crystal. The, the most popular sizes are 10 to 18 inches. You can get larger, you can get smaller. And this is the traditional bowl, the most common bowl. It is used for just about anything and everything you can think of. The other style that we carry and are very proud of is our optically clear bowls on a handle. We call them Atlantean wands. And they are pure quartz as well. The handle is pure quartz. However, it is optically clear. These are smaller bowls, thinner walls. They have to be in order to be clear. And while these also run a range of octaves and notes, they seem to work more on the etheric plane, on the etheric bodies, the spiritual bodies, people that are doing non-physical work. And then you can see there are bowls that have been colored according to the the choice of, of the people that offer those. And we tend to prefer, and I prefer, that purity of the to try to, A, add anything unnatural to the bowls, and B, trust that divine white light always knows where to go. Are there any good books on crystal therapy, crystal bowl therapy? Mm-hmm. My favorite is Deborah Van Dyke's book, Sacred Sound Current. We have that available on our website, of course. And she, com- she is renowned for her expertise in, as a performing artist and healer with the bowls. Uh, she's produced the best-selling CDs on the market of bowls. And her book not only takes this experience and presents it with the bowls, but it also brings forth her experience in all aspects of sound healing and ancient wisdom from around the world and throughout time, Traveling the Sacred Sound Current by Deborah Dan Dyke. That's, that's my favorite. There's a classic book by Eva Rudy Jansen called Singing Bowls, a practical handbook for instruction and use. And this gives someone a little bit more perspective, especially for working with the metal bowls, although the concept of sound and working with sound massage and brain waves is certainly applicable to the crystal bowl. Of course, you mention them in your book, Alan, Unbreak Your Health. I believe you have a whole chapter on crystal therapy <laughs> singing bowls. Yes, I do. And another book that's excellent is um, Daniel Benor, Dr. Daniel Benor's Spiritual Healing that we carry, Scientific Validation of a Healing Revolution. It's not so much about bowl therapy, but it's a great book for those mainstreamers that need proof because he goes through all the different scientific studies that have been done that validate and scientifically show through experimentation and study some of the ways these alternative modalities work. For example, there was a study done at the University of Colorado that shows the electromagnetic field of the hands of a a professed healer are larger than the electromagnetic field of the hands of a non-healer. That shows that the electromagnetic field of the heart is the largest electromagnetic field in the body, even more than the brain, which again tells us, gee, I guess the Egyptians knew something. 
because when they mummified bodies, they would just excuse the crudity, dig out the brain and throw it away, but they would hold the heart sacred, place it in a special jar and keep it. And as in tradition, your heart would be weighed against the feather of truth. Over the years, there have been several different psychics uh, predict the rise of the healing power of sound, haven't there? You know, I really don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've always said that, but I don't know that there have been. I mean, I, obviously, there have been that I haven't heard. Um, for the last 20 years, I've been working with the bulls and with sound therapy, and I have believed that this was a rise in our consciousness in general as a planet to find simpler ways, healthier ways, more holistic ways of, of living in and with the world and of healing ourselves. Before I was exposed to the bulls, I used to use my voice in vocal toning. Once I began using the bulls, I felt that my voice could not compare to the power of the quartz crystal, and so I have favored the bowls over my own voice. I also use the bowls in wedding ceremony. With every wedding ceremony that I do, I have the bowls as part of that ceremony, and it is an amazing and beautiful aspect of the ceremony that seems to unify them with almost an energy field and a clearing that is, um, is quite special. You've got some famous people that have your bowls too, don't you? We do. All over the world, we have some people that are pretty well known in the, uh, in the media often. Some drive race cars uh, and have their bull in a foyer. Some are leading orchestras. Some are writing healing books. We have, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. We never know who we're going to um, send a bull to until they call. And what I'm most excited about is the kinds of people that are attracted to us and that call us from all over the world. The bulls are in every country around the world, and the people that seem to be attracted to the bulls seem to have a very special and pure heart, and I'm very honored by that. When I chose to get involved with the bulls, it was on the basis, Alan, of a vision that I was given. And working as a, an intuitive healer, working as a counselor, I was given this vision, and in that vision, it showed me sharing the bowls and rolling them into many aspects of the world and showing other people how to play them so that they could play them in their parts of the world. And that in the process of spreading the bowls around the world and getting them played around the world, the world would be healed. The etheric layer of the planet, the vibration of the planet would be healed, would be would be woven back together where it was broken, would be elevated, would be purified, would be harmonized. And so from this vision, I came out of it saying, oh, gosh, I guess I'm in the bowl business now. And um, that was almost 20 years ago. And, I am, and I'm truly honored by the types of people that are attracted to the bowl and how, how much fun it's been and how many anecdotal stories we have of the bowls being used, not just with people, but in sacred ancient sites around the world, in, with animals, with dolphins, with the manatee in Crystal River, Florida, with dolphins around the world, with the whales. Uh, we have a group of beautiful women in the Lake Michigan area that come out and play the bulls over the lake. Some of them are on the east side of the lake. Some of them are in Illinois on the west side of the lake, and they coordinate playing the bulls together over the lake with the intention of healing and peace and beauty. And those kinds of stories go on and on, and it's amazing. Many people are familiar with um, Dr. Emoto's book, The Hidden Messages of Water. It's a wonderful illustration of what the bulls do. 
where he illustrates what the power of sound and word can do to atomically change the structure of water. So if that's happening with water, you can imagine what's happening to bodies, to plants, to lakes, to rivers, to animals. Well, Lamar, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about crystal bowl therapy today. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. Thanks so much for having me. And anyone wanting to learn more about crystal bowl therapy should check out her website at www.bestbowls.com. Or to learn more about Amara, visit her website at www.thewisdomlight.com. And now before we close our show, let's listen to a little bit of Amara playing some of her crystal bowls. Of course, no recording can give you the experience of being in the presence of the instrument, but we thought you'd like at least a brief taste. to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health. Back next week with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon. 